It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport crystal clear through the SEN app and your digital radio dial. Paul Sebastiati here with you in the SEN studio. We're going up to 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Plenty on the program tonight. We've got a big build-up preview and lead-up to Super Bowl 57 between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. We just had uh, all the NFL honours uh, be named uh, throughout uh, throughout last night and, and into today. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the NFL MVP, uh, will line up for the Kansas City Chiefs as they look to collect Super Bowl 57. Uh, he'll be going head-to-head uh, alongside Yalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, joining us on the line, uh, Thomas McMillan from the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast. Make sure you give it a listen. Follow them on Twitter as well, at AGSAU podcast. That's where you can find them on Twitter. That's the Twitter, Twitter handle. Uh, Thomas, a very good evening to you. Is this, uh, is this the debut on the overnight crowds for you? Uh, yeah, definitely on the overnight crowd. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Sensational stuff, mate. And you've been uh, you were on uh, SENZ, I think, uh, a couple of days ago. Is that right? Yeah, earlier in the week they got in contact with us and uh, they got us on over there for their little Super Bowl preview. So yeah, it was good fun. Nice, good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, now we've got a huge Super Bowl, of course, coming up uh, Monday morning our time here, of course, uh, in Australia. It's uh, I don't. It, it seems to be, and the markets are suggesting this, and a lot of pundits and experts are suggesting this is going to be one of, if not the the closest Super Bowls I think we've seen in in quite some time. How, how are you seeing it from that perspective? Yeah, you're not wrong. It's uh, one and a half is the line. It started with the the Chiefs, but it swung around to the Eagles. But uh, it does seem to be that all the money in in the market seem to be going towards the Eagles, which I find that a little bit a little bit odd because mm. you know realistically they haven't uh, they haven't been there what in three or four years now, and it's a completely new team since they have been there. So a lot of people are riding off uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs and and the MVP, which is a bit odd. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange. What do you think? It's it's. I mean, obviously, there's this. There's been all the headlines around Patrick Mahomes and the and the high ankle sprain that he that he copped as well. And obviously, health is going to be a big thing too. Is that maybe one of the main reasons why Kansas City are maybe sort of drifting out to to be? Well, I mean, we say outsiders, but it's very 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 slight. Yeah, I think I just checked it. Two dollars, I think that mm. we're just getting. So uh, it, it is as close as it's going to get. But I imagine that it is the high ankle sprain, or it's it's a syndesmosis that you see over here in the, yes. the AFL. Yes, buzzword. Uh, it is a buzzword, <laughs> isn't it? The last few years. So I, I, I'd imagine that has to be why they're thinking that, because that yep. that is a painful injury. And I follow the Lions, and we had Lockie Neal out for you know six weeks. Yeah. Um, this year or yeah, last year mm-hmm. with the syndesmosis. So the fact that it's been four weeks and he's turned around and 
he's already played on it once. It's that has to be the reason why I'd imagine. Yeah, it would it would seem that way as well. And let's not forget too, Jalen Hurts uh, came into the playoffs with uh, well, he had a, he had a shoulder sprain, which he was managing throughout the the back end of of the season, and it saw him miss miss a handful of games. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I mean. Is anyone really at a hundred percent this time of year? I mean, it's it's a brutal sport, isn't it? No, absolutely. You're not coming into this game being a hundred percent. If you are, then you've either missed a lot of time and you're just coming back fresh, <laughs> or you know you're uh, third or fourth string. I reckon. Yeah, no, I think so as well. All right, let's let's look at the leading games uh, now. Both both teams, obviously, I think. I mean, when we look at the scores, they were they were both pretty contrasting. I think Philadelphia. Mm. Let's start with Philadelphia. Uh, could you get a more dominant championship game than what they had uh, to, to come into this Super Bowl with? Yeah, we got our man on uh, on the podcast, Danny. He's he's mad Philly Eagles, and he he was a little bit disappointed that they had such a dominating game because okay. uh, they well, San Fran pretty much after three or four uh, plays, their Brock Purdy went out with an injury and it's their main quarterback yeah. at the time. Yeah, and, and it was kind of. You know, they kind of threw the baby out with the bath order, uh, it, it seemed, especially they had the number one defense all year, but Philly still seemed to put 31 points on them. So he was hoping for a bit more of a contest leading into into the game where uh, on the other side, the Chiefs, you know, they slugged it out and uh, they had two really tight games leading into uh, the Super Bowl. So whether they're a little bit more hardened, yeah, that's uh, it'll, time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I think so, and and I think that's a big thing too coming into into such huge games as well. I think for, from an Eagles perspective as well, would they be would they be looking at their defensive line and and saying, well, I mean, clearly that's what they'd be looking at and saying, well, do do they need to go up maybe another notch because they know that they weren't they didn't get that real battle hardened game that they that they probably expected leading into the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. They did have the best defensive line mm, uh, for mm. the year. They had uh, 70 sacks in the regular season, which was just short of a regular season record, which I know we have an extra game than we used to, but mm. uh, that's still you know pretty incredible. But number two behind them was the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're both defensive lines are very strong and uh, they'll both be getting after those quarterbacks, I reckon. Yeah. Now, from from a head-to-head perspective with regards to, to players and, and matchups, what what do you think are the integral matchups coming into this into this playoff game? Because I think what we saw, I think, I mean, the two QBs going head-to-head and I think it's interesting too because we, we see Patty Mahomes run and gun a lot and, and we, we, we see he's got so much in his armoury as well, but it seemed that he just saved that one run and gun for late in the piece against Cincinnati. So yeah. I don't know I don't yeah. know if that's gonna be in his in his armory come this weekend. No, nah, and you definitely saw him hobble off after that run and gun as well. Like I reckon he, he might have had two or three scrambles and just that ankle just didn't look right which no. like we said, it was it was six weeks for an AFL player to get back. So the fact that he was playing on it, you know, two weeks later. Um but yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be one up front, you know, offensive line versus defensive line. Whether both both D's can get in and, and you know, get those sacks on the quarterback if they can mm. make Mahomes run around on that ankle a fair bit or, you know, Jalen Hurts if he cops a couple of sacks and goes down on his shoulder, like yeah, you just you just never know. I think that's where it's gonna be won. It's gonna be Chris Jones and it's gonna be Hassan Reddick for, for both sides that are, are gonna do all the damage, I think. Okay. Interesting. it's funny how it works, isn't it? You you build up the whole season and then the two blokes, the two main blokes who are coming into this Super Bowl, they've got 
injury marks over injury yeah, questions yeah. over their head. It's funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a shame because I think two uh, years ago as well when uh, the Chiefs were in it, uh, he, he was a bit under a bit of a cloud then and that's where Tom Brady kind of mm. made the most of it to, to get that championship for Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's it, it, as you said, it's unfortunate. But as we said earlier as well, no, yeah, no team, no team is ever a hundred percent. That's ex, that's exactly right. Um, now you've got, I mean, obviously the, these. Who, who do you think? And we we mentioned a few names before then, but the other huge names for both teams that are going to have an influence on on this game, you think as well? Because obviously the quarterbacks are going to steal the limelight. We know that, but the other names that people might not have been around that are, that have flown mm-hmm. under the radar coming into the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, like you said, they're not be uh, as mobile or throwing as, as much. So I think the two running backs are going to be pretty, pretty big. Well, mm-hmm. they kind of got a running back core, but the two running backs, I think, Pacheco especially for the Chiefs, he's going to, if uh, Mahomes can't really move around as much, he's going to lean on him a fair bit. So I can see Pacheco having a pretty big game. Uh, and the same, Miles Sanders for, for the Birds, he's been pretty big the last few weeks. So I can see both those boys being... Really, really big, and then, like you said, if um, I think, it, funnily enough, I think it's going to be a, a defensive-led game. Okay, but it'll be high, it'll, but it'll be high scoring, which is funny to say. I reckon they'll be able to get through to the quarterbacks, and and you know, you you might see five or six sacks each, but I reckon both quarterbacks are good enough that they'll be able to chop it up as they need to. Um, Travis Kelsey for for the Chiefs is always always a man that's he's. He's 17 uh, postseason games and he scored 15 touchdowns. So I've got him in a multi 100% to score a touchdown because okay. he's just he's an absolute machine for the Kansas City Chiefs and he's one to definitely uh, to watch out for. I like it. All right. Speaking of multis, uh, let's let's get into your multi because I think you've got a uh, you've got one at nice odds. I think that uh, that the punters can can hone in on. Are you a are you a prop bet man? Like the the colour of the Gatorade, how long the anthem's going to go for? Do you do you venture down that path? We did in our recent, uh, <laughs> which will be coming out on. We we'll release it on Sunday. Uh, our man Timmy Carty, he's got all over that. Okay, he's. Uh, I think yeah. So we won't blow it too much. But no, there's definitely some interesting prop bets in there. I, I didn't know that the the length of the national anthem is a prop bet that you could have, which. I think it's very odd. Yes, yes, mate. If it moves and breeds and has a pulse, I think betting markets will be out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like you said, the Gatorade colours was actually water was an option, which I think that was about fifty one dollars or something like okay. that. So, okay. If you if you're thinking that water is going to be a bit more of a an exotic bet, then yeah. you can go down that <laughs> that path. But, uh, I do. I don't mind a few of the the more exotic ones, like the like the first touchdown scorer, Travis Kelsey. Like I said before, he's. Uh, Two of the last three games, he's been the first touchdown scorer for the Kansas City Chiefs. So he's always a, a nice, likely bet. And $8.50, it's pretty juicy for him as well. And then in the MVP markets, I think if it's not a quarterback, which they're going to be the two shortest price favourites, uh, I think it might be either Chris Jones or Hassan Reddick. Okay. Uh, if they can have a big day for the defensive for their respective teams, they're paying thirty-one and fifty-one dollars respectively. I think they're uh, nice little juicy outsiders that you could get on. Okay, love it, love it. Uh, we're speaking with Tom McMillan, of course, from the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast. Be sure to follow it uh, on uh, on Twitter as well, and all the main social media channels, YouTube as well. Any Given Sunday. Australia podcast is where you can find all their handiwork. Now, 
Look, from a from a entertainment perspective as well, Tom, this is going to be a, a question that uh, that plenty pe- plenty of people have to sort out coming into the Super Bowl. What what happens on the day for you? What happens in the morning? Is it home? Is it out at a base? Or where, where do you set up on on Super Bowl day? Uh, well, the last few years it's kind of been with work as well. We've yes, we've been on shift. Uh, we're shift workers, all three of us. So mm-hmm. we're on shift the last couple of years, but. We are off this year, which is lucky enough. So nice. we're heading out to uh, heading out to a pub in Carlton, just to our, our little crew, and we've got uh, a table set up there, which will be a nice early start. But uh, it'll be good fun. Love it. What's your uh, what's your go to food and go to beverage for the morning? Oh, you have to go American for the day, don't yes. you? I'm hoping that they uh, <laughs> they have a little set up there. The, we're going to the Great Northern in Carlton. Oh, beautiful, so, lovely. Yeah, I hope they have a little bit of a set up there, and uh, you, you, I think. In all facets, you just have to go American, don't you? Yeah, I think so. It has to be. You've got to. You've got to embrace the vibe, mate. You've got to embrace the yeah, Star Spangled Banner, mate. Get 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 the calls into you. Get some get some maybe hot dogs going as well. I think that's that's the way to go down. I think that's the way to do yeah. it. Uh, let's get 100%. back onto the game, shall we? Uh, just before we get into your prediction and who you think is going to win, what is going to be the biggest positional matchup that ends up controlling the the movements and drives throughout this game? Yeah, I think it has to be up front. It's it's yep. the offensive line versus mm-hmm. the defensive line. If it's the first time ever that there's been a uh, set of brothers that are playing, and, and one of them, Jason Kelsey, the, mm. the centre for the Billy Eagles, if he can have a day out, uh, and then our our boy Jordan Mailato, our up yes. front, left back for the for the Eagles. So, uh, and we're hoping that Aaron Sipos can actually. He's been uh, brought off the IR as of I think today. Our time. Okay. So. It's between him and the other the other punter, Brett Kern, whether they bring him in. And I think outside word is he's actually favourite to get a gig. Ooh, so okay, I like have it. Two Aussies. Yeah, two Aussies that could be playing, which would be great. Uh, and we do have Matt Leo, who's from Adelaide, uh, who's part of the Philly Eagles, but he won't make the play on squad, but still he'll get a ring if they do win, which is huge. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. It does but I do think uh, the players like Jason Kelsey, if he can have a day out and Jordan Mailata, the Eagles, that'll be that'll be where they can win it. This might be a bit of a question without notice, but have we ever had more than one Aussie at any given time win a Super Bowl with a team? Just trying to think. Um, not on the field. No, no. we've only had one winner. Yeah, uh, which was Jesse Williams mm. for the Seahawks, but. I reckon. Well, Sav Sav Rocker played in one. Yes, sure. Yes, he did. Yes. Um, and I don't. I'm not sure how many more have actually played. There might have been a couple that have been part of the squad, but not yeah. on the field. I might have to. Might have to get the old Doctor Google up for that. Uh, yeah, on, on definitely. Outbreak, I yeah. reckon you'd be right that it'd be first time we've got two players on the field. It'd have to be. Sure. It'd have to be because it'd make yeah. news headlines everywhere here, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent I think it's it's growing in in Australia the last few years, and I've been lucky enough on the actual podcast we've spoken with. Mm the GM of the NFL in oh, Australia right. and New okay. Zealand. Um, and then we also had the, the CEO of Gridiron Australia on oh, about two weeks ago. And, yeah, they're all about growing it at, at the grassroots level and, and seeing players go into into the college system and, um, and and just see them grow. And, you know, we're hoping to have – we've got mainly punters and, and a few yes. uh, big – big guys up front, but we're hoping to have a few more positional and, and skilled players coming out of the ranks soon enough. Do you think we would ever have, and I'd love to see this one day, do you think we'd ever have an Aussie leading up a team at QB? That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, it'd be incredible, but it'll be, oh, 
it, it would be amazing, and I think we could, uh, especially with, you know, the likes of flag football's probably where it's going to be starting. Yes. Like, we've just had a team. They had a – it was only in New South Wales and Queensland, unfortunately, but hopefully soon enough it'll come down to Victoria. They had a flag football competition for primary school. Uh, and the winning team, which was Varsity College from Brisbane, I right. believe, mm-hmm. they got to go over to the Pro Bowl games and, and play against oh, all amazing. the other interstates and all international teams, which that's is brilliant. huge. That's so, great. Yeah, we, if we've got kids playing it that young. They're going to be uh, they're going to be growing up with the skills and the mindset that definitely I think we could have a QB in there one day. No, no doubt. I think if if there's anything we can hang our cap on as you know if we can you know hang our cap up as as a nation, I think it's it's when we put our minds to something when it's to do with sports we can achieve the ultimate. You know, you see it you see it at the Olympics with the swimming and everything when the funding goes into it. You know, our, our Aussie athletes can can achieve absolutely anything. Okay, let's get on to the big question: Who wins by how much and why? Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring, and, okay. and I'm going against all the punters. I oh. reckon it's going to be the Chiefs that are oh. going to be. I reckon they're going to come out and actually. I'm back in the MVP, and uh, I've got two boys on mine that are that are both uh, going with the birds. But I think it's going to be the the, the Chiefs. They're going to come out on top. Okay. Uh, scoring wise, I, I do think it'll be high scoring. So I'm going to say. Oh, maybe 35, 38 or something like that. I really hope it is a, a score fest. I hope it is too. It'll be entertaining either way. Uh, can you just also, just for the overnight crowd audience, just run over your, your little multi again or your, your selection yeah. just for the punters as well so they can get their, their minds freshened up with it? So, like I said, Pacheco's going to have a big day out. He likes to, to cash in the backfield. So I've got him for just a cheeky little 10 receiving yards, but 55 rushing yards as well. Quez Watkins for the Philly Eagles. He's only he likes just a, a one or two uh, catch game, but I've only got him for twelve yards, so I think that's quite achievable. Hurts with his shoulder and with the big uh, defensive line coming at him, he's going to have thirty-five rushing yards pretty comfortably, I reckon. Mm-hmm. The two big boys that I said, Jones and Reddick, I reckon they're going to get at least one sack each, and then my man Travis Kelsey for a touchdown, and it's paying thirty-four dollars. So. Okay. I think uh, I, I can't really see it losing. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's declared it at $34. I love it. $34. I can't really end now. I've, I've put some, just a couple of dollars on it just to keep it ticking over. Nah, anyway. That's good, mate. A five, five or a Peter McKenna or a tenner on that, mate. That'll keep you happy and keep you going throughout that's the it. day. Uh, where yeah, can we find... That can be actually, on for the whole day, which is good. Yeah, no, exactly right. Exactly right. Where can we find uh, all your all your handiwork, all your social channels and... Where can we find the podcast, mate? Give it a give it a big rap and give it a plug. Yeah, you were right earlier. Twitter's probably the main yep. uh, the main way, which mm-hmm. is AGSAU podcast. Otherwise, Instagram we're pretty we're pretty heavy on Instagram too, which is any given Sunday.au. But all of our uh, you can find it anywhere you can get your podcast. But YouTube's probably the best. We've just done a an in studio uh, version, which. Which awesome. is pretty big for the boys. Was, everything we've been doing has been online. So congrats, mate. Well done. Get together. Congratulations. Yeah, no, it's well been done. Good. So that's uh, any given Sunday Australia. Pod, well, it might even be podcast on the end, but any given Sunday Australia, you, you'll it'll either be us or or a movie, and you don't want to watch the movie. You want to see us. <laughs> that's exactly right. Perfect stuff, uh, Tom. Great to hear from you for the first time on uh, overnights, and uh, I reckon let's let's tee up something next week after after Super Bowl Fifty Seven, shall we? And uh, we can do a little bit of a review of the of the game. 
Yeah, no, nah, sounds good, mate. I'll be here. Beautiful. That's the voice of uh, Thomas McMillan. Any given Sunday Australia podcast is where you want to find all his handiwork. We'll take a break on the overnight crowd and be back with more after this.